At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shit. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney here with you. And today my guest is my friend Ron Mintz. You can follow Ron on Twitter, at Mintzgoff. And Ron is one of the people that I always go to when I want to learn something about the world of golf and what's going on. And with everything that's going on, with all the schedules and changing the dates of the major championships and so on and so forth, something we've been talking about a lot on the podcast, I wanted to check in with Ron and get his ideas about what we might see, what we're going to see, kind of what he thinks is, uh, is happening. So joining us now is Ron Mintz. So Ron, how you doing? I'm doing good, Hank. I hope you are. I'm doing all right. Are you uh, Are you Corona free? So far. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, crazy times, huh? It's, it's scary. It really is. I'm in North Carolina, and we've so far we've, I mean, we've had a lot, but not as much as some other states. And uh, I guess Charlotte's a hotbed for us right now. You are you are you laying low and staying uh, staying home? I mean, you. You, you battled through cancer. You don't want to go down to coronavirus. That's that's true. I uh, I called my oncologist because they kept talking about people with underlying issues, and I knew that when I went through chemo, I 
it really kills your immune system. But he said, uh, since I'd had my surgery two years ago and my chemo was almost two and a half years ago, that I should be fine as far as that goes. So uh, that was good news. I, I knew I hadn't been sick since other than some complications from the surgery um, in a long time. So no colds, no flu. I had flu shots and all that. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to I'm trying to do the same, just uh, hanging out, trying to you know, stay healthy, stay safe, and, uh, you know, hoping that uh, God will and this all pass sooner rather than later. I don't know. What do you think? Well, you know, I, early today I heard that New York actually went down in, in the number of deaths. That's what I've been watching because that's where it's really bad. Yeah. But then I hear other places went up. I understand Michigan's having a hard time with it, and I was actually looking at the tour schedule and noticed they've got the rocket mortgage schedule for May 28th. And I just don't see that happening. Um, especially with what they're going through right now. Yeah. I've kind of, I've kind of, I'm kind of surprised they haven't, uh, canceled those tournaments in, in, in May. I don't know. What, what, what do you, what, what, you know, I heard that I've been hearing the first tournament that they're going to have back. This is, I don't know where I got this from, but, uh, memorial with no fans. What 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 are you hearing? I actually saw that on uh, Twitter. One of the Golf Digest writers had posted the schedule, and he had put no fans. But then someone else told me that was not finalized yet. Okay, but it's still on the schedule, um, June fourth through the seventh. But yeah, the the last tournament they canceled was the Byron Nelson, which was May seventh through the tenth, and then they start back up on the 21st with the Charles Schwab and uh, Fort Worth. So um, I, I don't know. I'm like you. I think May is really pushing it. And I just talked to a follower of mine on Twitter who lives in Toronto. And of course, the RBC Canadian opens June the 11th to the 14th. And they've got a ban on all sporting events through July. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw. So that, that's, that's not happening. Yeah, I asked him. I said, do you think you'll have it. And they said, no, they didn't think so. So I'm like you, I don't like, I guess they're just leaving it on the schedule till they can figure something else out. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of changes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting what they're, well, all the sports are, are coming up with different stuff. I mean, we've been talking about this a lot, a lot on, on my podcast, but yeah, I've read another article about the baseball. They're all talking about coming to Arizona. They're all going to uh, stay in, hotels or different hotels or different floors in the hotels. I don't know what they're doing. They're going to I play. saw that on TV. Yeah, they're going to play their crazy. games in the, in the <laughs> minor league parks with uh, no fans. Uh, and uh, that's, that's pretty weird, isn't it? It's really weird. But, it, you know, I, I could see golf doing that because the PGA Tour, you know, just signed a new deal. I don't know when it goes into effect for $740 million. So they don't want to lose that money. I, I think that's more important to them than ticket sales. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm, I'm sure it is. And you know, I mean, a lot of people have said, "Why don't? Why aren't they just playing?" I think it all boils down to having the ability to do quick tests. Once they can do that, then I think there's this you know t t feeling or talk that you know these these leagues are going to come back and start playing even if there's no fans there they just as long as they can test the referees and the coaches and the players and everybody's been tested and, and then you 
you just get out there and play and then they've got their at least something going on on tv i think that's what the thought process is well i have to admit i'm as much as i love the masters i'm sort of tired of watching the old masters <laughs> and and i think they played the valspar last week on tv but oh man um i you know i used to tape years ago that we had vcrs i used to tape all the masters and i still have those matter of fact i taped 86 when jack won um was that your favorite was that your favorite one yeah that well i was an arnie fan but that the way he won that year was just incredible you know i never forget that but on 17 or 16 i mean but i don't even have a vcr player so i'm gonna have to have it transferred to uh digital or something but you know, I, I you, of course, you know, when you, you, you think back about that, that win by Nicholas, that was incredible. But then I also, uh, I was reading somewhere where, where he finished like sixth at 58 years old, too. I can't remember. I, you know, I, I don't remember. Obviously, I was watching when it happened, but I mean, that's, that, that's amazing. Really? Yeah. And I think Watson actually was. 60 or something when he made the, the last cut i don't know how old he was but, yeah I mean, and of course he almost won the british when he when he was yeah, in the 60s yeah yeah well those are those are kind of the two tournaments that you can really probably do something like that because there's just so much experience relative to those two terms of course augusta through the years has just got of course gotten so long getting harder for the older players to do anything when when, when nicholas did that and you know, I mean, he still hit a long way, but but not relatively speaking compared to what he did earlier in his career. But when he, you know, won and finished sixth at fifty eight years old, that was you know, it was a different golf course then. Now it, it it's you know, it's just so long. It seems to take the the older guys out of it at least to to a a, a great extent. Although Freddie was competitive for for many years, but you know, not. Not to winning, but it, but he was right right there. The Open Championship, though, with the, when you get the firm conditions, and a lot of times players are just playing a lot of fairway woods off tees, or you know, Tiger won at Hoy Lake playing all irons. I mean, and anybody can kind of compete under those circumstances. Yeah, I mean, look at Graham McDowell. He won uh, what 2010, I guess it was. Yeah, um, and he's one of the short hitters and. And he just got in, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did um, see that. What they let they put uh, four more players in. What, what, what did they they came off? The, what did they come off of the top fifty or what? Yeah, what happened is they froze the world golf rankings on March the fifteenth. Okay. And then they went. Well, they they of course they didn't finish the players, but the the rankings came out a week later uh, after they quit playing and. Graham was ranked 51st in the world. So they decided that wasn't right. So they went back and said the cutoff, I think, was the 15th of March. And on that date, he was 49th in the world. So he that's how he got in the match. Oh, really? If it had been one more week, he wouldn't have made it. Huh. I mean, unless he did well with the players. Yeah. And that's that, that mathematical you know, divisor and everything that they have. From two years earlier, he probably had a bad, I mean, a great week that week and had he they went another week it would have dropped off because he didn't even play that week so you know how that thing works sometimes some weeks you don't play and you move up some weeks you go down yeah yeah so they froze they froze and you mentioned the players championship and you had a poll on twitter 
And I, I, I tell people to follow you on, on Twitter, at Minscoff. But we had this this poll on Twitter about the Players' Championship. What I mean, are they literally thinking about I mean, I heard somebody else talk about this. Is, is there this rumor out there that they're thinking about maybe playing the tournament over? I mean, they've already distributed all the money, didn't they? They did. Uh, and someone asked me that. And, and I was thinking about this because I know how bad they want players to be the fifth major I mean, right. they'd love for it to be an official fifth major so when i was looking at the schedule and saw they still had two empty dates and i think they're gonna have more than that and i looked at the date and one of them is june 18th and then the other one was june the 30th but that's the week before the pga so i didn't think they would do that but it just got me to think and wonder why they didn't try or did they even consider playing the players because it's such a big deal now as far as the money goes they paid fifty two thousand dollars approximately to every player that teed off uh one player withdrew before his tee time so he didn't get anything so what they could do is they everybody that makes the cut they could withdraw that fifty two thousand from their winnings ah, and everybody that doesn't everybody yeah everybody that doesn't make the cut I don't know if they can get the money back, but they could take that off the official winnings for the year. Because I think right now that fifty-two grand is on the official winnings list, and they could remove that, and so you can keep the money, but you're not getting credit for that. So that's just a thought. And you know, you know how much money the tours got. So I think it was it was half the purse, which was like seven point five million dollars. So okay. that's how much they paid out. All right, so they didn't pay but the whole I, thing. I just out. thought about it. Yeah, that's I thought, good you know, I don't know if they could. I mean, somebody mentioned how hot it will be in Florida. Well, you know, it's always hot in Florida. So um, who knows? It, nothing would surprise me right now. <laughs> nothing would surprise me either right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of fun to talk about it and speculate about it, but it's nice to see some things getting more clear. Uh, they got dates now for the, the PGA, the, the U.S. Open, the Masters. Everybody's got, got dates. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on, on all that so far? I mean, the PGA in, in California, I mean, that seems like a long shot for, but I mean, they picked that date. I mean, they could have slid into another date. I would, I would think, I mean, there's a lot of discussions going on. They must feel pretty confident that that's going to happen or at least happen with no fans or I, you know, I mean, what, what do you think about the PGA? Let's, let's start there. Well, I was on a conference call with the, tournament director of the Wyndham yesterday uh, because uh, I usually go to that event here in North Carolina and and Mark Brazil was talking about it. he said and they moved the Wyndham back one week it's normally a week earlier but they're used to it because they're always the last tournament before the FedEx starts and that and they've been able to get some good players that were trying to qualify they got Tiger for the first time in 20 years in 2015 when he was trying to make a last-ditch effort to get in the playoffs, but he didn't make it, he might have finished 10th. So they're used to that date. And uh, the way they were talking, they they don't see a problem in August. Now, there in North Carolina, um, the PGA, uh, I, I think they're all set. I mean, we're all hoping this thing's over with by the end. They, they could play it with new fans too, but... Um, he didn't mention anything about there being hmm. a problem with PGA. As a matter of fact, he was talking about they're they're very comfortable being after the PGA because they're going to be after the Olympics anyway. Yeah, well, let me ask let me ask you about that. When, when you know, what do you think the 
the discussions like when they, I'm like Wyndham had to be excited that what they're not getting X'd out or I mean, I wonder how the whole discussion goes. I mean, people, you know, some tournaments are in, some tournaments are out. People worked really hard on all these tournaments. But how did Wyndham get that, you know, they're they're in? I mean, what, any any thoughts on that? Well, Wyndham's come a long way in the last uh, 10 years. They, You know, it's a Donald Ross course there at Sedgefield, and that's where Sam Snead won eight times. And it used to be one of the top stops on the tour. And uh, they recently had Donald, this guy, and I don't know his name, but he, he redoes or he renovates Donald Ross courses. That's okay. all he does. And they did a renovation about three years ago. And two years before that, in 2015, they completely redid the greens. And I remember interviewing Luke Donald that week. And he said they were the best greens they played on all year. Hmm. And so the Wyndham Corporation stepped up. The community stepped up. And, and of course, Tiger helped coming in 2015. He didn't let them know till Wednesday. I mean, he had verbally committed on Friday, but they still didn't know if he was coming. And they had to go out and print 40,000 extra tickets. And they end up selling every one of them. So that was a big boost. So I think it's a, it's a favorite stop on tour now. You know, Sergio, Sergio won there about three years ago when he was trying to get into FedEx. Um, Stinson's won there. I mean, we've had some great champions. So it's 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 gotten a little bit of its flair uh, uh, back, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I grew up on a Donald Ross course, Exmoor Country Club, just uh, north of uh, Chicago in Highland Park, Illinois. I love Donald Ross courses, man. They're great. Oh man, yeah, we got a lot of them here in the Carolinas. But um, the course had, was in good shape, but you know, just like at Pinehurst, uh, Crenshaw and them redoing some of number two, and uh, the weather changes courses over the years. So he took the maps and aerial views and basically made it back exactly like it was before. Yeah, it's amazing how they can do that, isn't it? It's it's. Yeah, it's, it's very, uh, a lot more to it than people think. I'd say that. All right. You mentioned Ben Crenshaw. He, he was, uh, interviewed about the, uh, masters had some comments on that. The masters in November. I want to get your thoughts. You're a, you're a huge masters fan. Of course, everybody's a huge masters fan, but I know if, uh, you in particular love, love the masters. Let's, uh, take a little break. We'll hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back on the Hank any podcast with Ron Mintz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like ah, being transported to a tropical island retreat. 
imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Hi, Ron. Uh, the, the Masters in November. What do you, I mean, I'm happy that it's in November because I, I don't want it to not happen at all. What do you think? Well, I'm tickled to death, Hank, because I live about maybe two and a half hours from there, and I know what the weather's like. And I'm not going to get into the global warming subject, but we don't really have, it doesn't seem like we have four seasons anymore. Fall, it's sort of like summer gets a little bit cooler in October and November, and then you hit winter in December. So I looked up the average temperature, and it's going to be about 10 degrees cooler in Augusta in November that week. Uh, but the rainfall's uh, about the same, or at least from last year. So uh, that's always concern for Augusta because normally in April, we always say here in the south, you know, April showers. And I don't know how many masters I've been to where it rained, but uh, actually – the odds of it not raining are better in November than April. So the weather-wise, I think will be fine. The only thing is the hours of daylight. They're going to lose two and a half hours of playing time, so they're going to have to play split tees probably. Now, that's, all- because, that's two and a half hours. Is that because of uh, daylight saving time? And, daylight saving time. Plus go, stand, so we go back yeah. to standard time. So that, that's an hour, okay? but they could just start an hour earlier. One of my uh, listeners pointed that out to me the other day. He said, you're not really losing an hour. He said, it just it changes. It's really more it's, than that. Really? Well, then you got the, the time of the year, right? So, you know, it's just It's the a time of the year shorter. plus you can't tee off as early because right now the sun doesn't come out. So we just went back to daylight savings time. Um, so I'm getting confused here. <laughs> but, yeah, in November it gets dark earlier. Than it does. Yeah, in the yeah, summer. no doubt about it. But it will get it'll get light earlier. And yeah, well, but well, the, but what the, I've heard somebody Augusta, I looked at the Weather Channel and they said that it's two and a half hours less light. Uh, sunset happens two and a half hours earlier compared to what it would in April. See, in April right. we'd be on daylight savings time. Yeah, yeah. So one is an hour, and a, but it's an hour, it's an hour and a half of real time they're losing because of the time of the year. Which is a lot. So what what are they gonna what are they gonna do? You think they're gonna? I mean, they'll have to do two tees. That, that's that's for sure. What I've read a couple of places, the first tee time will be around eight thirty because the sun just doesn't come up that early in November, and the last tee time will be around two o'clock. And there's probably no way they're gonna finish if they just played one one tee. So they're gonna have to play split tees. And they've only done that once, and they did it last year in the in the final round because they were afraid of the weather it was coming in. That's the first time in, in Masters history that they've ever played split tees on mm. the weekend. Come on, man. So it's going to be, uh, you know, I I don't know, I don't know that they'll have to do it on Saturday and Sunday, but definitely Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Well, you, it all depends how many players make the cut. Of course, they've got the. Uh... They still they still have the ten shots of the lead there. I don't know how late how they is that they still do the cut like that. Is there, I'm last 
I yeah. believe so. I yeah. believe you're right. Yeah, so you could have a lot of players making making the cut there. Uh, yeah, they've got 96 players, so it's not like a PGA Tour event where they got 144. So no, and not and not many players have. I was looking through the list of of all the invited players, and I was went through the whole list today, and there's all these different categories like who's invited and you know how they got invited. You know, past champions, the top five at the U.S. Open, all, you know, all the different cat- top 50 in the world, all the different categories. And then some amateurs in there, too. And I I came up with, like, I think 28 names that I said, okay, these guys have a chance to win. I, can only, mm-hmm. I only came up with 28 names. And, I, and if push comes to shove, I'd probably eliminate some of those guys. But 28 names, and I mean, you know, it's it's really why that tournament always has such a great leaderboard is because there's not that many players there, and it's, exactly. all, it's all the best players, and you know, there's only so many guys that can win that tournament realistically. Yeah, there's 19 past champions this year, and if you look, you got Tiger, uh, Bubba, is a possibility Reed. Um, Phil, maybe, maybe even Phil, yeah, yeah. And then you got six amateurs and twenty-seven players. This will be their first Masters. So twenty, how many? I'm sorry, twenty-six. Twenty-six first Masters. Yes, oh twenty-six of them. That's the official field. Ninety-six players. It's already been cut off. If anybody wins the tournament between now and then, they will not get in the Masters because. And that's something I was worried about. How are they going to determine the field if somebody wins, say in June? Well, that's going to go toward next year's Masters. So, yeah, um, it, it gets a little complicated, you know. And I like it. You asked me how I like. It. I think it's great because who's going to complain about having two Masters in one year and one every six months? I know. I mean, that's it's going to be great. <laughs> it's it's like it's like last year when when we had the the PGA. I felt like you know that was was good because we didn't have to wait as long, you know, for the for the next one. Um, it'll be the same thing with the Masters. It'll be cool. We'll have it in November and then have it again in April. It'll be that'll be really good. Well, now the PGA is going back to August again. So um, I wonder if it'll stay yeah. there. You think, or this will be a um, one-year deal? I don't know. I, I liked it when they moved it back. Um, it actually was the first PGA I had enjoyed in years. I don't know if it was because of the time of year or what, but I really enjoyed the PGA this past year. Um, not this past year, last year. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I liked it there. I didn't ever really get into it when it was in the in the August. I don't know why. But hmm. just, and like I remember you and I talking about it one time on your show that uh, you've got what twenty five club pros. Just like you're talking now, you can pretty much eliminate most of the field when you look at that. And nothing yeah. against club pros, but I maybe a couple of them might make the cut. Um, and I just. It, of all my majors, and then, and I love club pros, and I love the PGA of America, but it's, it's probably my least favorite to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Masters is, is the best. There's no doubt about it. Ben Crenshaw, uh, two-time champion, was talking about uh, playing in the in the fall. Did you hear some of his comments? I heard just a little bit today, and he was talking about uh, as far as the, the fairway can. I mean, the, the course conditions that. You know, in November, the course is closed now. It's it's not going to be reopened even to members until the ma- after the Masters. And it does that every year. You know, it's only open six months out of the year. 
So they'll have no play on it, though, even because because they'll overseed in, in the middle of September, and uh-huh. then it will not be open e- even for a week or two before the the Masters. Is that what is that what the? That's what I'm. Oh, that's really? what I'm hearing, and I don't. I don't think they would take a risk and let anybody play on it hmm. you know, that late. Uh, now they'll have, you know, once the Masters are with, they'll have the media play on it on Monday if you win the raffle, and then the, then the members can play. But yeah, he was just talking about that with they can make the greens. He he said they can make the greens pretty much any speed they want to, even like they are in April. The only difference might be it's going to play a little slower, the fairways. And he mentioned a north wind. And I didn't write down the holes, but you mentioned there were three par fives where the north wind that they have in November will make it difficult to reach the par fives in two. And that was basically how I got away. I didn't listen to the whole whole show. But hmm. he felt like it, w- it would be just – and he said it's beautiful in November. I guess he's been there. And I've seen pictures. Uh, most of the trees there are pine trees, but they do have some other trees. So you'll have the foliage and it's – you know, you know Augusta National. They're gonna have it looking pristine no matter when it is. Yeah, well, the par fives that would be it'd have to be two, uh, thirteen and fifteen, which that, that actually I think would, that's what he said. Yeah, that'd be yeah. pretty good. I mean, to see those holes, especially thirteen and fifteen, play longer would would be would yeah, be nice. Fifteen's got to where it's almost a given that those guys will get on them too. And I, I hate that because. Yeah. And I, you know, actually, I was hoping, and I was going to ask you this question: Were they going to have the new tee on thirteen in play this year? Because they they've been working on it. But they're working I've, on I've they're pictures. working on a path. I saw the aerials, and they were working on a path behind it. But I don't know if they were really working on the tee. I think that the tee might be a, a a year away. I would I would think, but I, I'm, I'm I haven't heard about that. That's a good that's a good question. Well, you know, they bought that land from Augusta Country Club. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and that, there's no doubt in my mind they're going to make that tee longer. Oh I mean, no, that hole yeah, longer for sure. For everybody's sure. cutting the corner, and it, it used to be. You remember twenty years ago? I remember Curtis Strange hitting it in Ray's Creek because he went for it in two on thirteen and lost yeah. the Masters. Yeah, and and that used to be a wonderful hole because you really had to make a decision: do I go for it or not? And now you go up there and hit driver and a, and a wedge. It's mm-hmm. just. I hope they do lengthen it. I really do. I asked Curtis about that. You know, he's a friend of mine. I asked him about that when he, you know, about 13 and, you know, did you think about laying up? And he said, I laid up in the practice round and I chunked three balls in the creek, mm-hmm. hitting over the creek. So he said, I was going for it no matter what. It was a lot of people just don't understand about that hole and really the whole golf course is, is there's so many sloping lies. Yeah, and the the some of the most difficult shots on that golf course are, I'll tell you, two of the most difficult shots on the golf course. Laying up, uh, well, here's three of them. Okay, laying up on thirteen, you got a downhill lie, tight lie, you're hitting up a little bit to the green. That is a tough shot if you lay up on thirteen. Uh, mm-hmm. If you if you hit it in the the water on twelve. The the shot from over where you got to drop is so difficult. That's why a lot of players like Lee Trevino always said, if you ever hit it in the water, he was re-teeing on, on 12. He wasn't going over to, to drop. That shot's difficult. And then the same thing on on, on 15. But the, the 
13 shot and the 12 shot are probably the, the two most most difficult shots. I mean, you, you just you don't realize how difficult they are. What do you think happened on number 12 last year? I mean, he had four of the best players in the world all hit it in the water there. Kepka and Molinari, uh, maybe Phil, I don't know who else it was, but they were all in contention and they basically handed Tiger. I mean, not taking anything away from Tiger, but one of those guys would have given him a run for his money and they lost it there on 12. Is, is there a wind up there that you can't see? Oh, of course, I, yeah. Well, the, the, the problem is, is if you, if you knew the the amount of wind if you if you knew the if you knew the wind was always blowing 15 miles an hour or 10 miles an hour or 12 miles an hour if you always knew that then that would be one thing but that's not the way the wind works i mean you could stand up over your ball and you could feel the wind and it's blowing five miles an hour and as soon as you hit your ball the, the second it's in the air all of a sudden the wind's blowing 10 miles an hour yeah the other thing is is that when you're hitting down there, especially in that corner, that amen corner, you're hitting down there, you can't tell, you cannot tell which way the wind is blowing. The, exactly. wind, the wind swirls around with, on the trees. So you're standing on the tee and you feel the wind at your back. And then you look up at the green and the pin is blowing towards you or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, so, so it's, it's, so, it's so difficult to judge. And and this is why, you know, they say that experience is, is so vital at, at Augusta, knowing when to hit. You know, I mean, okay, this is my time to hit. I got to hit right now. I can just feel it. I got a little window here and I, I got to hit. But also just trust in the fact that, okay, you know, it feels this way, but experience tells me it's going to be the other way. And I just got to, I just got to go. So there's some of that. I mean, you know, guys can miss shots. So, I mean, there's some of that. You don't really realize, you know, unless you've been there, how narrow it is from the back of the green. And there's no bargain if you go over from the back of the green to the sand trap. It's so narrow. I mean, front to back, that green is, is like, you know, five or six steps. I mean, it's not many. It's small, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really small. And so, so you've got such a, a, a tiny landing area from, from front to back. And that's why when players bail out, they'll usually go long left because, you know, there's a little room to kind of miss back there a little bit. And it's just that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough shot. It's a tough shot it because of the, the swirling the wind as, as much as anything. Well, you know, I watched uh, – I was telling you earlier about watching the Masters. I did watch a little bit of the 79 Masters where Ed Sneed and Fuzzy Zeller went into a playoff. Or maybe maybe they weren't in a playoff. Maybe they were paired together. But, you know, Ed had the tournament. And um, he hit a wedge on 17. He said he's never hit one better in his life. And it looked like the perfect shot. And he thought it was going to be right on the pin. and. He said, all of a sudden, it's like the wind just grabbed it and threw his ball down, just threw it down on the, like, 15 feet short of the pin. He, he still got on the green. And then on 18, he hit it in the bunker um, and ended up losing to Fuzzy. And I think Fuzzy, that was the first time he'd ever played the Masters. I believe he's the last person, maybe the first person, no, the last person to win his first time. But Sneed was talking about the win. He says, you can't see it. He said, I would have told you I hit that shot as perfect as I could hit a shot. 
and it was 15 feet short. And it's just like somebody just grabbed it and threw it on the ground. And that's the way it looks, you know, when you're out there on the course. Yeah. Yeah. And you get, you get lost. Like a lot of times at tournaments, they'll have uh, blimps up in the air and you can, you know, like Goodyear blimp or whatever. And you can see which way the blimp is, is flying because they'll point the, the blimp into the wind to get it to just hold in place. And then other times they'll float a, a, a little uh, blimp up in the air off of a, like a, the TV compound off of the, maybe a radio tower or something. And they'll float that up in the air and it'll, it'll also have like a little flag on it. So sometimes you can look up and let's say you're, you know, you're, you're not sure which way the wind's blowing. You look up and you find the, the, the blimp or that uh, TV blimp, whatever they're, they're using to send their signal. And you, you can get a little gauge of which way the, the wind's blowing. At Augusta, there's nothing like that. There's nothing you can look up into into the sky. You're kind of down in, in those trees, and it's really, really difficult to tell which way the wind's blowing. What what, the, what a lot of times with the players is Steve Williams used to do this all the time, is when he was at the clubhouse before the round, uh, he would take a a map of the course. So he'd have, he'd have a map of the course. You know, sometimes you go to golf courses and they got a little map of the golf course and like the 18 holes and the a map. So they've, you got one of those at Augusta. And sometimes like the, the, like you look on the pin sheet and they've got the hole, the hole locations. And then on the backside of the, the pin sheet is a map of the golf course. And, and what he would do is he would take a, a Sharpie and he would look up at the, the flag or you know, flag at Augusta that's flying uh, by the clubhouse. So he'd look at the flag up there and then he would take his Sharpie and draw lines on that map that this is which way the wind's blowing. Because when you get down on the golf course and you kind of, you know, you kind of lose track of where you are. And then he would, you know, pull that out and look at it at, at certain times of the of the round to remind himself exactly which way the wind was blowing relative to whatever hole he was on based on the little drawing that he, he drew from the map. But that only works if if you're, you know, assured that the wind's going to blow the same direction all day. What really messes you up is, you know, you get like halfway through the day and all of a sudden the wind switches and it's coming from a little different direction. Then that, that really, really messes with you. That's a little trick that some of the players use. Yeah. Do you agree with what I've heard? And I think it was pretty evident last year with Tiger. And again, I don't want to take away anything from his win. It was incredible. I think how many times you and I have done radio shows where we both said he's he's finished, you know, and I never thought he would win a regular tournament, let alone a major. But I think Tiger outsmarted the field. I think his experience there is is definitely worth three or four shots. And I've heard you know, you have to play there five years to to really know all the idiosyncrasies of, of the course. You think that's true? I, I I mean, I don't know how many exact amount of years it is, but I mean, it's some amount of time. And I would just say this: the more you play there, the the bigger the advantage. Let's put it that way. Uh, if it's if you've played there, you know, two years, it's a lot better than one. If you played there five, it's a lot better than than four. And the, the number just keeps going because the more you've played there, the 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 easier it, it, it gets to negotiate your way around the course. The wind, the lies, uh, knowing where to miss, the greens, the, just the, the whole thing. I mean, and that's what I didn't understand when people were talking about, oh, Tiger's not going to ever win again or this and that. His experience is so vast compared to the 
really anybody else in the field because he's he's won you know more majors than anybody but Jack and Jack's not playing so Tiger's experience is just more than anyone's and and he, you just can't discount that it, it just it it really really does mean mean a lot I mean it it, it means a, a whole lot uh, let, let's take a little break uh, hear from our sponsors again and uh, one of them is Voodoo Pain Relief Cream if you've got Aches and pains, arthritis pain, back pain, shoulder pain. Uh, me with my knees and my uh, my back. It's it's been uh, so great for me. Go on the website and check out voodoopainrelief.com. You can see the testimonials, and there's also a little box you can click right on there. Free two week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. If you haven't tried it, uh, give it a try. We'll be right back on the Hankini Podcast with Ron Mintz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, Ron. Uh, yeah, you have more thoughts? Well, I just, I, I'm looking forward to the Masters. I think, I mean, I pray this this virus will be gone by then. I hope it's much earlier. Um, although they say it could return back, you know, in cold weather. But yeah. I, I've watched, you know, we're in lockdown here in North Carolina, so we're not really supposed to leave the house after 5 o'clock at night. And everything's closed. So I've watched a lot of golf and uh, I've watched a lot of President Trump and I've probably seen every one of his news conferences and every day they they give give us a little hope and these drugs they're looking at. I really think uh, they're going to find a solution and um, and hopefully it, it won't last that long. But I, you know, looking back at the schedule during the break there, I just I see some tournaments. There's no way. They're going to be able to play. And I, I did want to mention. Like, well, like, like which ones? You, just the ones coming up in May, you mean? Yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I mean, I just don't. 
I guess they left them on there because they didn't know what to do uh, yet. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, like I said, the Rocket Mortgage in Detroit, there's no way they're going to let them play golf there in May. Uh, not even the players. Uh, so, but they did add a tournament to the, to the list that came out yesterday. I don't know if you heard, but they added the Houston Open. Yeah, well, where where's that going? It's going to the new public, or not a new, but a public course that they used to play there for years. I yeah. can't remember the name of it. Yep. And it, it was their their debut, so to speak, and it's the week before the Masters. And so the Houston Chronicle reported that today. I haven't even seen the PGA Tour mention it yet. But they announced they were going to play the week uh, before, which will be, uh, I guess, the 5th through the 11th so of November. So they've added another tournament since yesterday. So this is a moving ship. You know, every day we're going to hear changes, no doubt. Yeah. The other thing I'm worried about is U.S. Open. I mean, how are they going to qualify? You've got 9,000 people that entered, tried to enter the U.S. Open. They have not had a qualifying tournament yet. Um, and they eliminated the first round. So how, how do they do that? That's well, a big I mean, question for me. That's a good question. They're going to have to figure, they're going to have to figure something out. Who knows? Who knows what they're gonna what they're gonna figure out there? What? what uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, sure they got some kind of plan. Who knows? It's a USGA. Well, they had uh, on their website the the courses that would host the uh, the last qualifier, but there's so many before that uh, they've already eliminated probably twenty twenty qualifiers. You know that were the first round. So. Uh, They've got their hands full. I just, I know you and the USJ are real close. So I thought I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any inside information. The Houston Opens uh, Memorial Park. I couldn't remember the, the name, but uh, oh, okay, yeah, it, it's a that's a, a good a friend of mine. Tom O'Brien uh, t- teaches out there. It's a great, he's a great teacher, and he teaches out there at Memorial Park. But anyway, that's supposed to be great. What they what they did there. Uh, well, did you notice the schedule? And, I, and I'm not knocking the PGA Tour, but did you notice that they definitely made room for the FedEx Cup playoffs? Um, <laughs> What's their big deal? Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. sure they did. I mean, I'm sure they did. And that's why I thought, well, there's a possibility the players could come back. But, um, you know, they, they took care of the, the FedEx. And then the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits. So, yeah, what do you think about that? Well, I was looking at how are they going to do that with the qualifying? How are they going to do that? Are they just going to pick them like Patrick Harrington said? We'll just pick all twelve players. What What, what do you think? I heard that. I heard that. Uh, I looked at the standings, and right now you've got Kepka, DJ, Reed, Woodland, Shoffley, Simpson, Thomas, and Tiger is in the eighth spot. Uh, don't think he'll stay there because you know, he's not going to play that much. Matter of fact, I looked at the schedule, Hank, and I don't know if you've looked at it, but I only saw two tournaments I thought Tiger might play in before the Masters. And one might be the Memorial if they do have it, and the other may be the WGC in Memphis. But I don't think he'll play in any other events. Um, well, he'll play in the, the PGA and the U.S. Open, but just regular tour events, I think he's going to protect that back. I mean, remember, he withdrew. He didn't play in the players. He didn't play in Arnold Palmer. Uh, a lot of people have forgotten the, the shape Tiger was in when when golf ended. He was yeah, not that's doing a good point. well. 
You know, just in general, how much do you think guys will play? Because, I mean, it, it's kind of gotten where guys are playing two or three weeks on and then a week off. You think uh, the players are going to be just itching to go so much they're going to stretch it out a little more, play four or five tournaments in a row like the old days? What do you think? I think they are because I also look at the FedEx Cup standings, and this is I'm glad you asked that question. This is something that's very interesting. You've got a lot of guys that are in the top 30 that – would never be there if we'd had golf for the past, what, eight weeks, yeah. however long it is. They they did well in the fall, and they played in the fall, and they got a jump start on everybody else. Um, and so they're, you know, I, I follow Tom Hoagie. I'm friends with his his brother. Tom Hoagie's a, a great golfer, but he's never won before. Right now, he's sitting 22nd in the FedEx Cup points. And we're talking about not playing until June. I mean, uh, I talked to his brother, and he said, you know, he's even thinking about trying to make sure he gets in the, the Masters next year because he's sitting in the catbird seat. You've got a lot of players in here that really I've never heard of in the top 30 that that got a head start on some big names. You've got Justin Thomas at second, Roy McElroy at third, then Simpson and Reed fifth and sixth, and then you get Lanto Griffin. Sebastian Munoz, uh, Tyrell Hatton, uh, Nick Taylor. I mean, nothing against these guys, but they're not, you know, they're not top 50 players. So uh, Abraham Anser, Carlos Ortiz, Andrew Landry, he's he's 30th. Tiger's sitting at 28. So uh, I think I think they'll play more if if they really want to do well in the FedEx Cup. Because they've got some guys ahead of them that have had a head start. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. But I don't what, know if what, that what, makes what, sense or not. <laughs> what, what about the uh, – uh, g- give me your thoughts on the Open Championship cancel and the rumor was they had an insurance policy. What, what did that, that factor into this? I've heard that, Hank. I posted that on Twitter, and I had some people come back and said, do you think they sold out? No, I don't. I think uh, – now, I don't know. I know it was – the only major that had insurance. And I didn't even know you could buy pandemic insurance. But from what I read, it was a specific policy for a pandemic, not not any other reason. And we're definitely having a pandemic. So I guess hats off to them for doing that. But the RNA reminds me of Augusta National. They've got plenty of money. I don't think money really was a factor, although the insurance company did have a deadline that they had to make a decision whether they're going to play or not. You couldn't just wait till the day before and say, no, we're not playing. Uh, so they were under the gun. And that, all that, my that's sp- what that thing didn't make any sense to me either, though, Ron. Well, if I was if I was going to have to pay, I'd want you to wait as long as possible, wouldn't you? You would think. Yeah. I, I heard that all the governing bodies had met, probably by video, by Skype or whatever, and they were basically, they had a plan, but they were waiting to see what the Open Championship did. This was two weeks ago I heard this from from people that, you know, I think probably knew. And so they, they were all waiting on the Open Championship because they couldn't really decide anything until they made a decision. And so they were under pressure from the other governing bodies, European Tour, USGA, RNA, PGA Tour, PGA America. And so... Uh, and if you read the statement by their chairman, I forget his last name, Rommels or something like that, he said they tried everything they could to have the tournament. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, this this is 
they're masters over there. They, I had one guy when I posted a poll yesterday about would you watch the masters or would you watch NFL football in November or college football? Because actually university of Georgia has got a big ball game that weekend right there near Augusta. Hmm. So, 95% of the people said they watched the Masters. But one guy wrote me from England. He says, all this stuff you're talking about doesn't mean crap to us over here. He said, we're done. We're not having to open. That's all we care about. So I think it's so important to the people over there. But they're going through a really bad time now, just like New York. I mean, their prime minister was in ICU yesterday. Yeah, I know. They're, they're playing in England. And I think they just decided it wasn't worth it. And... um I don't think it had anything to do with the money. I mean, yeah, that was nice to be able to get that policy because that's why you buy it. But I think they would rather have played if they if they could have. Hmm. Well, I, you know, when they canceled Wimbledon, which is was the last week of July, I thought, okay, well, they canceled Wimbledon the last week of July. There's no way they're going to play the Open Championship. That's that's exactly what I heard. I'm glad you said that. I heard that when the women, Wimbledon canceled, there was no way they could have the Open. I mean, yeah. that puts so much extra pressure on them. They were, they were done. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Well, Ron, good stuff today. Always, always good. Oh, I always love talking to you. Like, uh, same here, Hank. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. And I'm excited about, you know, what might happen. It's just going to be a day to day thing. And, uh, it, it gives, especially with your podcast, gives you something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, when more more news comes out, we'll have you back on. We'll uh, talk talk some more, and when uh, you know, who knows, golf will get uh, get going a little bit here. Oh, before. yeah. What, what do you think not... about the uh, Tiger Phil Part Two? What do you think of that? I have a question about that, um, and I posted this the other day. Uh, it seems to be a done deal with Tom Brady and. Peyton Manning playing. I don't know who's on whose side. Yeah, Tiger and Peyton. But and Phil and Tom that, Brady. Yeah, okay. They said they couldn't announce it because the PGA Tour had not uh, put their seal of approval Yeah, how about it. that? And, and, so, and somebody asked me a question. Why does the PGA Tour have anything to do with that? That's a good good point because they, they control, so they control the that. players even though the players are independent contractors. And the PGA Tour is a nonprofit. And the PGA Tour is a nonprofit that gives, from what I heard, 16% of their you know money goes to the charities, which an A-rated charity gives 70, at least 75% of the money. PGA Tour gives 16%. Yeah, and, and they control the players, but yet they call them independent contractors. Uh, and this tournament or match or whatever you want to call it, exhibition match, is going to be structured to raise money for the coronavirus so what does that tell you about the PGA Tour? Wow. Well, okay, Hank, if that's the case, then how do the players go to Europe and get appearance fees without the PGA Tour approval? Because they they give them an, they they give them an out that you got to you, you to have Saudi to have a, you can get like a couple uh, you can you, you go ask the commissioner if you can get a waiver, and he gives you a, a waiver, and then he he you know not keeps track on his little piece of paper somewhere. And then he goes back to you sometime and says, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, remember when I gave you that out to go play over here and over here and over here? Uh, I could really appreciate it if you would uh, show up at uh, at uh, you know uh, Houston Open." Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. I know you need to go. Uh, it looks to me like this Premier Golf League is not going to happen. I mean, you have Rory coming out and taking a stand, and Brooks Koepka saying he. You know, he's not going to play in it. Uh, Phil 
still in supposedly DJ, I think's backed away. I don't see it happening to you. Well, this is this is this hasn't been good timing for the whole thing. Maybe it, yeah. it knocks it back a little bit. I, I don't I don't you know those guys that said they're out. I mean, I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't you know that could that could mean anything, Ron. I mean, that could just mean you know you haven't got their number, you haven't gotten to their number yet. Well, Jay's told him, and I don't know how you could do that. Maybe it's tied into the other question about the match. But Monahan's told him if. They can't play both tours. If they go over there, they can't play. The well, that's weird, but that's going to be tour. a stance. I mean, try to bully, you know, bully first and then see what happens. That, that, that doesn't surprise you, though. What, what else was he going to do? You know, he's going to he's going to going to come. That's what's going to be his deal. If you go over here, you're not going to go over there. But but if everybody goes, you, you tell me you wouldn't welcome him back once in a while. Of course he would. Uh, yeah, I think he would the top twenty. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and 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 by the way, it's not even the top twenty. It's it's, it's maybe top it, I know, but it's maybe players. eight or ten guys because one everybody you, you you get eight or ten guys to go, and everybody else follows. But you know you're right. I mean, Kepka's one of those eight, and Dustin Johnson's one of those eight, and uh, Rory's one of those eight. I, I mean, it, it's probably the odds are probably not not high. But um, you know, it's it's an idea that had everybody thinking. I think the big thing, though, that's going against him now. You know, I've thought about this a lot and talked about it a lot. But the big thing that's going against him with that Premier Golf League is I don't think guys want to get tied into playing to twenty two weeks a year or twenty three weeks a year because it's eighteen uh, Premier Golf League events, and then you've got four majors. And so now you're up to twenty two. And then you got, uh, you know, Ryder Cup. So, you know, really 23. Yeah, and and that's, a, that's a, a commitment now with all this money and all this money that's getting, you know, poured into the uh, PGA Tour and then it's coming more because like you mentioned, the television contracts, when you look at all those television contract money and the purses, people are talking about this ridiculous purses that they're going to be just crazy money they're playing for. I mean, I, what that's going to do is the, the money that these guys are playing for is these guys are going to end up playing less and less. I mean, uh, you know, a, a top-level PGA Tour pro is going to end up playing 20 weeks a year maximum. Kepka won't even play that much. And, and and they're going to make a bunch of money, and, you know, and, and that's pretty much what it's going to be. And and it, it's not – it's you know, the money's not going to – you can raise – if you raise those purses – and you triple the purses, you're not going to get players to play more. They're going to play less. You know, and, mm -hmm. and that's the problem that they've got. They're going to have to figure some changes to make. Who knows what the what the changes will be, but they got to figure something. If we're on again, I, I've got a lot of information about Wingfoot. Um, and one stat that really amazed me, the last winning score of the last U.S. Open there in 2006 was five over par. And that's a par 70 course with only one par five. So it's um, a lot of history there, but we can talk about that another yeah, time. Yeah, when you, when you know, and, and a lot of it has to do with those, those uh, you know, with the one par five. Because in, yeah. in theory, you throw in a second par five and then that, you know, five five over, you know, be, becomes, you know, a, a less, you know, one over. But it's it's definitely a hard course. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, that's where Mickelson lost. He was leading going into final round, and and uh, 
Don't yep. bogey the last hole. Yeah, that's where it happened. That's one of those. He came very close to getting open. And one more topic, Hank, we hadn't talked about is Rory. Do you think he could get the career grand slam at the Masters this year? Uh, I do. I do. I do, too. I really yeah, think I he's the best well, yeah. player in golf right yeah. now. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that, too. We've we got, yeah. we got a lot of time. I really stuff. enjoyed it, Hank. Thank All you right, so bud. much. All right, Ron. Appreciate you being with us. Thank you, bud. All right, good stuff from my man, Ron Mintz. You can follow Ron on Twitter, at MintzGoff, and uh, he's always got some good stuff on there. Really uh, keeps his uh, finger on the pulse of everything PGA Tour, so it's uh, a good follow on Twitter. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Hank Haney. You can call in the show here, the podcast, if you want to voice an opinion or ask a question, 833-426-5763, extension 801. Minnesota Tim will be on that call, and he will uh, give it a consideration. I can tell you that. Uh, you can also email questions to hankhaneygolf at outlook.com. You can send your golf swings in to golfschools at hankhaney.com, a video of your golf swing. And either the great predictor Steve Johnson or one of my guys at uh, Hank Haney Golf will take a look at that and get back with you on something to work on for the upcoming golf season because sooner or later the golf's going to start. Most importantly, make sure you hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever it might be. Hit the follow button and we'll be there every day with the Hank Haney Podcast. Hope everybody has a great day. We'll be back again tomorrow on the Hank Any Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Any Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.